Hey, this is John and Jeff, or Jeff and John, I don't know how you want to say it, but uh, we're on the other side of the pulpit. Uh, John's a preacher's kid, and I'm a preacher with kids. Um, and so John and I get together, and we talk about different things, and we discuss it and debate it. And we decided we'd record this for people to, to listen to, and, and maybe they can, it can help you dive deeper into the Word of God the way it helps us dive deeper into the Word of God. We don't claim to have all the answers we claim to be discussing everything trying to get all the answers um anyway let's open with prayer dear father thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us father as we sit together and and uh talk about your word and and talk about you and talk about uh how to be better christians and lord we just ask you lord just to to open our hearts and our minds up uh father give us the desire to dig deeper into your word Lord, we ask it all in your son's holy name. Amen. All right, John, we never go we never go over what we're going to talk about because this is this is just we have a question that one of us asked the other one, and John said he has a question for me today. And so let's just unravel. Yeah, this this is totally unrehearsed because a lot of times we we don't even know the word until we actually get here and sit down and it's like it surprised both of us. (laughs) What? Where did you come up with that? (laughs) Uh, But I have been noticing a lot lately about, you know, the way things are going politically and and socioeconomically and racially and all the other E's and I's and isms that can come across Mm -hmm. and and, uh, religiously and stuff like that, that that there's a, a phrase that's being batted around by a large, large number of people that are claiming that they're right and that they're doing, trying to do the right thing or they think they're doing the right thing. And that's to be a person of faith. What in the heck does that actually mean? A person of faith. <laughs> now, now in, in my mind, in the Scripture, it just came across that, that Paul said that God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Well, doesn't that mean that every human being is a person of faith of some type? Wow, John, let's just open that can of worms. Uh, we're going to be here all day. Wait, let me dump my <laughs> There you go. All right, there's the worms on the table. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's been dealt a measure of faith. And if you look around at people, they have faith in something. Um, everybody worships something. The question is, what do they worship? Some people have faith in money or in themselves, and some people have faith in God. Some people have faith in other gods. Some people have faith in vibes. I'm not sure how a vibe can help you out. Um, um, a vibe vibe is short for vibration, and and that's the Middle Eastern religion, you know. Is it really? I it did is. not know that. It is. I did not know It that. goes along with transcendental meditation and all that stuff where I can think my thoughts into your head and go, woo, woo, woo. You know, you get the vibe. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. You know. Okay. Well, th- that's why you and I can't have a vibe because you don't neither one of us think like that. <laughs> Usually, yeah, it's always, always been in my impression that when you got a vibe in your car, it means there's something fixing to tear up, you know. Yeah. Oh. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. The only vibes I got, I remember when people first started wearing pagers and you know used to it's just and those pagers would go off and and, uh, and I had a friend of mine that was an electrician and he had to start wearing a pager because oh he's also goodness. a pastor and the church got him a pager mm. said he had that pager on and he grabbed onto a wire by the time somebody called and left a pager number it like to jumped out of his skin when he oh felt that goodness. vibration but he, yeah um, but anyway um, that goes way back I think everybody does have a a measure of faith and they believe in something and they worship something and they have something that they hold dear to themselves. And if you look at everybody, just start paying attention to everybody Mm -hmm. and watch what is important to them. They'll show you. It's like a a politician will tell you what, what they say. They say what they say, but you watch what they do. And you and they will tell you the truth, mm-hmm. but you have to watch their actions because they go, oh, uh, a good one is George George Bush. You know the old man Bush. He goes George H W. Read, read my lips. No new taxes. Yeah. And yeah. what what's the first thing he did? About the very first thing he did, but he gets in the office. He was in there for long years. Oh, yeah. 
and uh, and and uh, don't give. I I don't want to talk politics because I'm not. I don't. I don't die hard uh, Republicans or Democrats. I I look at the at oh. the candidate, but I'll never forget. He read my lips. No new taxes, and what did he do? He increased taxes. So I guess he didn't really technically lie. <laughs> Boy, that just that just opened up another can of worms. It just falls right into the can of worms that we just opened. Oh, I, I know, but but people, what they when you talk about faith, they put their faith in something. Now, a lot of people will say, "Hey, I'm a Christian," but if you look at their actions, they're not. Well, does 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 being a, a person of faith necessarily mean that you are a Christian? No. Does it have anything to do with being a Christian? No. Being a person of faith means that you're going to have faith in something. You may have faith in the justice system, may have faith in your, that your car is going to get you where it's going, may have faith in money, may have faith in your parents, yourself, your husband, your wife, your kids. May you may have faith in the president or the or the nominee for the other party. You may have faith in. Um, so it's like a generic term, basically. It really is. Using it. Now, some people might be using it as a, as a Christian base because some people have faith in Hinduism and Mormonism and Catholicism, and some people have faith in God. Uh, and some people have faith in Scientology. So the, the, the measure of faith that you're talking about, people have it. It's just a matter of where they're going to put it. And saying being a person of faith does not mean that you're going to be a person. And I, I truly think that the majority of the people using that term probably are not, they're, they're probably, they're, the depth of their knowledge of God is so shallow that they think that they're talking about Christianity. And, and that goes right back to all these people that are saying, well, we're praying for you. And it's quite obvious in their mind that, they're not. <laughs> They're not. I mean, it's okay. Who are you actually praying to? I mean, you know, yeah. It's it's that ubiquitous that 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 generic like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago about Christianity is the default religion. It is when when you look at Christianity, Christianity is not a religion at all. It's a relationship with an individual. That's true. This is true. And it's not just a individual that that died it's a living individual because he gave his spirit to live within us right that's where the person of faith that we as christians or i i let me rephrase that because i just said christians default religion and everybody's a christian if you're not something else right but it's not but it's not yeah but it, but yeah. that's that genuine belief that abraham talked about in the fourth chapter of romans Mm -hmm. where he said being fully convinced. And most most people that use that phrase, it goes back to a certain president that we had at one time that claimed he was a born-again Christian. Well, now all of a sudden, everybody after that that becomes involved in any type of evangelical-style religion becomes a born-again Christian according to the definition he used. But when you look at the, the, the progress and the program that he went through, his political views and issues that he brought into this country, abortion and, and uh, supporting, you know, out of proportion marriage, you know, where a man marries a man, which is unbiblical. Yeah. How supporting look, some of the let, other, how let can me, you let claim me take, to be a born again Christian let me or take a person a, of faith? Let me take a second to say, as a, I don't, when you talk about, you know, a man married a man, a woman married a woman is not biblical, and that is absolutely right. That does not say that we think those people are bad people. No, 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 in no, fact, no, 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 no. And that's no, why no, I just no, want to no, make no, sure people no. understand. We're not. In fact, to be no. totally honest with you, um, uh, as far as a human being goes, I think they're more human than somebody who is willing to kill their own baby. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, somebody see, I, who, I was, yeah, you didn't you didn't let me get to the abortion issue. Yeah, the he, abortion yeah. issue that is your ch you're killing a child, and to me, as far as being a human being, now biblically speaking, the adulterer, the fornicator, the the idolater, the the drunkard, based on scripture, uh, and and homosexuals are going to they're going to hell based on that. And if they and and so is a murderer, which is an abortionist, right. is going to go. So right. So biblically speaking, 
And then so is anyone who does not know Jesus as their Savior. So that church member that doesn't receive Jesus that goes through life He's is in, in the same, the same boat. Yes. So they're going they're all going to hell until you receive Jesus and repent of your sins and turn from your ways. Now, I don't want to get off on that subject because that's going to be a matter of depth that we can't discuss in this amount of time. Yeah. But you go back to that. What you're saying is, yeah, he brought he he brought born again, but he also he also um, doesn't understand the scripture. If you're talking about the same president, I'm thinking about from the state, great state of Georgia. Um, I I mean, I still love peanuts. Okay. Yeah. But, but does that make me a bad person? But but, but he but, but he he also denounced his the um, southern uh, from Southern Baptist because. Of um, his lack of knowledge of the scripture. Well, he's been teaching Sunday school for fifty years. Yeah, but he 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 said the way women are treated, and I'm going. Wait a minute. If you the husband and wife become one person, and if they become one person, then there's not a there's not a dictatorship. There's, no, and and he and he had the scripture wrong and denounced away from the way and and so yeah he I'm just not I would not want to be in his shoes. Well, and and, and the bad thing about it is 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 if you're a person of faith, then you believe, which is what faith is is belief, right? Yes. But you believe that what you're doing is right. Yes. But that does not necessarily make it right. So how 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 can you say? Genuinely, that you're a person of faith, and have everybody get to oh, he's a person of faith. Well, uh, what faith is he? Is, is he a person of? That's exactly. a good. That's the question. But we need to be Christians, which is a Christian means Christ-like, which means we need to have that, like you said, a relationship with Christ. And um, but see, that goes back to today. I'm t- I'm, I'm not I'm not picking on him anymore because bless his heart, he don't know no better. Yeah. Yeah, we can say that we're from the south. Yeah, uh, but see, even today, when when there's certain high-ranking political leaders get up and say, "I pray for Donald Trump every day." Oh my goodness! And I know who you're talking. I I literally saw this person who's who thinks that it is as a baby is being born, you can abort you can that cut child its head off and kill that child. And take that life, and and you know here's, I'm wondering, if if it's because they don't have a social security number, they're not a person. I'd never thought of that. I just wonder, if they had if you had if you gave if that. you gave a child a social security number at conception, I never thought of that. Would they would they deem that person a person? But see, here's here's that phrase that you just said right there. They don't believe that at conception, a baby's a baby. Mm-hmm. So at what point, uh, up, in, up until the, the actual birth of that baby, it is just merely a mass of tissue. Mm-hmm. It's a fetus. And you see, this is, this is why I'm, I'm rolling this stuff over, is because these words have been thrown around so much. Just like the, the, the catchphrase back then was, oh, we're born again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now that's kind of phased out. And then we get this generic, well, America, we need to pray. We do, but who are you going to pray to? Who are you praying to? And if, if you're praying to something that does not exist or is the wrong... I've had people say, send up good vibes, and I can't send up a good vibe because I don't know how. Um, I can I can pray <clears throat> to, to, to the... To God, who has I have a relationship with, but you're right. How can you how can you stand there and say I'm going to pray for you, and then turn around and say I think abortion and murder is I think abortion's good. How can you say Hey, I'm going to pray for you, or let's be a, let's let's have faith in God, and then turn around and 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 make decisions. Even if you're not not in, not talking about politicians, let's talk about moms and dads. You're gonna you're gonna say, "Hey, we need to be we need to get up and go to church on Sunday, and then turn around and Sunday night um, be drunk as a skunk." Because if now, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about 
having a swallow oh, of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But there's people who are drunk on Friday and Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, but they at church on Sunday morning. I, honest to goodness, was going to baptize somebody one time. Kid you not, this happened a long time ago. Somebody wanted to be baptized. Well, in the middle of all that, the person, the, the, the dynamics of family we're not going to go into, and I'm not going to tell you if it was at this church or another church, um, but the dynamics of the family was kind of discombobulated. They were... They, it was a. It, 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 it was not. Anyway, it was the mom. The mom was married to a man who was not this girl's dad, but which is fine. Um, but she was also dating another person, and she wanted her boyfriend to come to the baptism. And oh fortunately, goodness. the the woman's brother stepped in and said. Look, that ain't right. First of all, you ought not to be committing adultery. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you gonna all you gonna do is start a fight, mm-hmm. and you're gonna ruin the day for your your daughter. Mm-hmm. And then not not to mention you're gonna make the church look bad and and Just create general discussion yes. about everybody but, involved. But yeah, that's the mentality of the people is is. Oh, I'm a I'm a Christian, but I'm gonna bring my husband and my boyfriend. Or I'm a Christian, um, but I'm I'm gonna cheat on this. Or I'm a Christian, but it's okay to lie. Yeah, um, it's okay. You know, I well, well, see here. Here's an understanding that that, and, and I'm thinking all of this is starting to come in to, to both of us right here. To be a person of faith, or to pray to somebody, or do all this other stuff. God has given us a set of guidelines. And He's basically said, look, here's the things I don't want you to do. Now, if you, if you do these things, here's the consequences of doing those things. But yet at the same time, I have given you a way that you can follow these guidelines, mm-hmm. still be able to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and still... still still receive the promises that I've made you if you stay within those guidelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. That's grace. Absolutely. That's grace. I love you so much. I've given you guidelines. But if you mess up, then I've given you something else that you can get back in the guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to zap you. See, God's better at it than, than us. But that's, I've, got, I've got four kids and my kids know where I stand on issues. You go ask them, they'll know. Uh, do I want them sleeping around? No. Do I want them getting drunk? No. Do I want them using illegal drugs? No. Do I want them drinking alcohol? No. Do I want them... First of all, none of them are legal to drink alcohol. So that's, that's off the table because I don't want them breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't want them speeding. Uh, down, the, down, down the road. I don't want them driving fast. They know where I stand. And they know the consequences. Mm-hmm. My son, who's a lot like you, and that's not a compliment for him nor for you. Um, but it's, it, it is a help to you. It is a help to me. Because <laughs> you can tell me what his next step's going to be. But he had a wreck. He calls me up. He goes, Dad, I, have, I had a wreck. And I said, are you okay? Obviously, you're okay. You're talking to me. He said, yes, I'm fine. I didn't get hurt. I said, is anybody else hurt? He said, no. I didn't hit anybody else. I said, good. He goes, and if the sign wouldn't have been there, I wouldn't have hit it either. (laughs) So I'm not sure why they put the sign on the side of the road where he could hit it, but apparently it was the sign's fault. Anyway, he got a ticket. For having an accident and failure to maintain his lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you hit a sign that's in the right of way, you obviously failed to maintain your lane. And he said, Dad, I didn't. He said, He gave it was failure to maintain lane and following too close. He said, I wasn't following too close, Dad. I said, You had to go around the guy to not to hit him. You was too close to stop. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. the rule is. You pay your the difference in insurance, mm-hmm. so he costs up a hundred and something dollars every six months. Mm-hmm. Now, um, 
but I still love him and his failure is not the end of the world. And what did we do? I got there, got his truck, we 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 bought we got the parts, we fixed the what was broken and or he fixed what's broken because mm-hmm. he's a better mechanic than I am mm-hmm. and went back just like what you're saying. Just like God says, Hey look, these are the rules. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna mess up. You asked my son, he did not want to hit that sign. No. He did not want to slide off the road. But it happened. But it happened. He did. He mm-hmm. messed up. Mm-hmm. And you can say and the a sheriff's deputy witnessed it. He looked at me. He said, your son was not speeding. Your son was not playing. Mm-hmm. Your son was not on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. Your son just couldn't stop the truck and slid off the road. And I said, okay, so who's going to pay the, the ticket? <laughs> but anyway, there's consequences to our actions with God. It's not condemnation. It's consequences. Yes. Unless... You don't understand what being a person of faith truly is and where that faith is supposed to be. Yes. It's in that grace, that sacrifice mm-hmm. that He made for us that allows us to mess up. Yes. Not continually, intentionally practicing messing up. Yes. Like my son has not, and he goes, Well, that wasn't bad. I can go hit more signs. No, exactly. He hadn't done that. Exactly. What has he done? He's drove better and safer and he's trying not to have any more accidents oh hitting that sign was so much fun i believe i'll go out and hit another one i know dude little guy on the side of the road holding up a sign that says we'll work for food yeah. <laughs> we were, i said i said boy don't hit him he's holding the sign <laughs> he said i believe i can get him daddy no he didn't that's the thing that's the difference between living in faith and living in the world and, and 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 wanting to have faith in something but not having faith in God. If you that's the difference between a someone who is living that lifestyle of homosexuality and someone who says, No, I don't I want to serve God and they fall back into that lifestyle and they go and they come back and then they're trying, they're trying, they're trying and they fall, not because they want to, but because they slip up. Because just like the- just like a I counseled a guy that was an alcohol problem he said he goes um one's too many and 12's not enough he said if i drink one i can't stop and he says but i can't stop once i drink one and he would get away and he'd do real good do real good do real good and all of a sudden he would just fall short and he'd mm-hmm. go back and then, he, then he and he might stay over there and and in the wrong place for three or four days or a week or a month, then he he, he struggled to get back out, and uh, and then he'd do real good. He might do good for a month or he might do good for a year, mm-hmm. and then he'd fall back. Mm-hmm. Then he'd come back out, and then he'd fall back. Uh, and, and 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 that's what we do until it's till you staying in the in the right place longer and longer and longer and longer. I got another guy who. Um, was like that and he I mean he fell out and fell out and all of a sudden it's been like two years and he hadn't had a drop and uh, so um, we have uh, people coming into our our, our Sunday school class yep. we we're being here early we're on. we're a little early uh, but anyway um, and that's the way it is with God we're serving God when you first become a Christian, you don't you're 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 a Christian, but you're so close to the world, you just you fall back into the world, and you and you don't realize it. And then, but if you st- keep on moving, and keep following God, and keep diving deeper into God's Word, and keep living with His grace, and getting back to where He we're supposed to be, the 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 more you do that, the more you don't want to be back over there away from God. No matter what your sin is, I don't want to go back to the way I was, and I was raised in church. You know, I, I, it wasn't that I was an evil, evil person. You did a lot of things that were just plain stupid. That, yeah. that your dad, if he'd have caught you, would have would have hell would have been would have been would have been bad. But uh, the wrath of Willard would have would have been. But here's the here's the deal. I would. I don't want to go back to any of that. I. I never. I never did drugs. My 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 testimony is I wasn't a drug addict. I wasn't a partier. I wasn't a this. I wasn't a that. I I drank. 
and uh, and I did some stupid things, but I wasn't. Uh, if you saw me, I wasn't the guy that you go. I can't take him home to mama. But I don't want to go back to that lifestyle because it. I'm farther away from that now, and I realize how bad I was, and I, I and now, now my sin's different than it was, but my desire is so much better. I think so. So being being a being a person of faith does not necessarily mean that you are a good person or a bad person. No, because we're all bad from birth. Yes, we're born in being a person of faith just means you're putting your faith in something. What are you putting your faith in? I put my faith in God, and others. Does that mean that you're putting your faith in something positive? Not Which is always. where the good, vibe, the good vibes come from. It's a positive vibe. It's you thinking good thoughts. It's you thinking the best. Oh, but this know, is the best of the situation. I'm a person of faith. I know and some people that put their faith in, in, in bad things. They just know it's going to go wrong. Um, if it's, <laughs> this, is the they, win, this is the winning lottery ticket right here. That's People put their faith. But I know some people who go, I know this is going to be wrong no matter what. I know this is going to be bad. I know somebody's going to steal this. I know this is going to break. Wrong I know this. Anyway. Yeah, they they put their faith in the fact that something bad's going to happen, and that's a bad vibe according to them. Yeah, you know, according to the vibe people. Yeah, and 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh but here's I'm not going to say the K word. Here's the thing, but but the 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 and see vibe is something that's completely different than Christianity. Absolutely, you can't have a good vibe and be a Christian because um, that's just. I think that's completely vibe is more worldly and God, and it's kind of like being a good Christian and being a Muslim. You can't be a Christian and a Muslim. You cannot be a Christian and Scientologist. You cannot be a Christian and atheist. You cannot be a Christian and and, and a you know they got a name for that now, don't you? Stupidity. No, Christlam. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible, it's impossible to serve and glorify God with your faith and, and serve and glorify anything else in faith. Anything else. But you're going to have faith in something. Some people some people have faith that it's going to go wrong. Uh, so just because you're a person of faith does not necessarily mean that you're right. I know, I know, a, good. I know a guy... I know a guy that uh, um, has faith that... If it can go wrong, it's going to go wrong. Yeah. And to the point that um, he's already, he's, he, I had a guy make a statement to me one time. He goes, if you think it's going to go bad, then you're never disappointed. And I looked at him and I said, if you think it's going to go wrong, you're always disappointed. And sometimes you're disappointed that you're not disappointed. I said, if before. it doesn't go wrong, you're sitting there going, "Well, I figured all this stuff wrong, and now I got now I was wrong. This is going wrong." I said, "You're disappointed." Yeah. And he looked at me. He goes, "Well, if you live disappointed, you're never disappointed." And I'm sitting there going, "So faith doesn't have to be a positive faith. Is a faith is what you put how you're living your life. The question is, are we going to live our life in the faith in God? Faith is a, faith is a reaction of a mindset, not necessarily the belief of the heart." Mm-hmm. Would that be safe to say? Yes. In in the in the context and the sense that we've been looking at it in. Yes, I believe so because everybody has a measure of faith. It's where they put their faith and what they put their faith in. What's the object of their faith? And the object of the faith affects what goes into their heart. Yes. That's why people are saying we just put our faith in this president or that president or this this mayor that mayor this politician that politician but i want to leave i want to i want to end with a thought okay all right a caterpillar crawls around on the ground and eats leaves and he has his faith in eating leaves and crawling around and then he goes through this morphous metamorphous thing where he uh goes into a chrysalis a cocoon and and he morphs from that ugly green or ugly caterpillar worm to a beautiful butterfly. Mm-hmm. And I don't I was told this, I have not checked it out, but I was told that the fluids in the worm make the colors of the butterfly. I don't know. Kind of like a DNA strands in a yes. human. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So 
then the the butterfly has to fight its way out of that chrysalis, the mm-hmm. cocoon, and in that fight gives it strength. If you cut it open, it'll die. If you cut it, 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 it won't die immediately, but it won't have the strength to fly. Yeah. It will crawl around. Even though it will desire to fly, it won't have the strength to fly. Oh, it'll die. So, it'll, <laughs> yeah, it'll eventually die. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't immediately die. Yeah, don't ask me how I know that. It does not have the strength to fly. But if you let it fight its way out, it will have the strength to fly. Yeah. And then it has a new desire, and the desire is to fly around and find food and eat yeah. Yeah. instead of crawl around. And so I'm, I'm looking at as a Christian, as a as a person of faith, having faith in something, does not necessarily make you a Christian, right? But if you put it in, if you put it in this perspective, you have faith, and you're putting your faith in something, and then when you receive Christ as your Savior, you metamorph into something where you have a new desire in your heart, and when you have that new desire, you put your faith in God, and your and the, and the object of your faith changes to Christ. And you have a relationship with Christ, and then you have a new, you're a new creature, and the old creature is dead and gone. That's where the new birth comes. And that's the new birth, and that's being born again. That's where John chapter three verse three, you must be born again. That's when where Paul writes, you, the old must die and the new must be born. You put away the old man and get on the new man, and that's where you take that object of faith. That faith is not make you a Christian, but you take what that object of faith that you were putting in the world and in yourself and in good vibes and into whatever it is that you were putting it into and you start putting it into God. Mm -hmm. And then you believe and follow Him and you live within His grace. Well, we said we was going to try to keep this 30 minutes and we're a little bit over. That's That's all right. Last time it was 40, so we're we're doing good. We're still within. (laughs) So I hope that you put your faith in God Folks, I, I hope I want to encourage you to live like a Christian and uh, not to Learn. be a quiet Christian, but to live like a Christian and tell others about Christ. And just because somebody has faith doesn't mean they're putting their faith in God. Right. Pick up the book. Learn where to put the faith you've been given. Let's close in prayer. John, close us in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to share our thoughts and the things that... That, that go through our minds, that, that we discuss, that we talk over, that we as human beings help, uh, help the people that listen to this to see and realize that this is the other side of the pulpit, that yes, e- even though we're in positions that we're supposed to know these things, we don't know everything. That's mm-hmm. the other side of the pulpit. Not to put their faith in us and in what we say, but to take your word Take the scripture and find out what it says, what you have spoken to us to believe. Go with us through the rest of the day. Keep our hearts and our minds focused on you in Christ's name. Amen. Here we are. We're John and and Jeff, Jeff and John, and um, we're on the other side of the pulpit. This is uh, John's a preacher's kid. I'm a preacher with kids. And uh, so together we sit down and and discuss biblical things and and concepts and and theology and just questions that we're not sure of and and um, we do it uh, not to try to prove people wrong, but for for ourselves to grow stronger in Christ. We're not um, we are we try to dive deep into different subjects and uh, and the whole time is is. It's really for us, but we decided we'd start recording this to let others see what we talk about, and then uh, and then y'all maybe it'll, it'll drive somebody else to go closer to God. We're gonna open with prayer, dear fathers. We come together today to discuss uh, the topic of the day, Lord. Um, we ask you to open our hearts and our minds up to receive your message, Lord, that we can draw closer to you, Father. That 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 we won't make conclusions on our own but that we will look for you for the conclusions. Father, we ask it all in your Son's holy name. Amen. And if y'all hear that noise in the background, it's, it's not John's stomach growling. It is the coffee pot making coffee for Sunday school. Um, and it's, it's just a pity you can't smell it. Yeah, I know, it smells good. Yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead, John, with your, uh, your deep thoughts and conversation and questions. Well, just as, as you was going through what the other side of the pulpit is, and, and just, just so you'll know, these are the thoughts, that, and the reason it's called this is these are the thoughts that go on 
in the mind of a human being as he stands behind the other side of the pulpit. Yes. There is a man, a, a human man, standing on the other side of the pulpit. Right. And just to show you that he has those same questions in his mind, mm-hmm. and he reasons things in his mind the same way you do. It's no different. We're just a man. We stand on the other side of the pulpit. Right. I think it pretty well explained it, didn't it? That did. You did good. And, and, and this goes back long years ago when I used to look at my dad. My dad, he was, he was one of the most godly men you'd ever knew. And Jeff, Jeff knew you know, a little about him, but yet at the same time, he really didn't realize the, the man until he went to his funeral. Right. I, I really understood um, the impact that Willard Dean had after his funeral when we were so tight in the pews that people were in the hallways and uh, a gentleman in front of me said, um, was talking to somebody next to him. I don't know if they knew each other or not. One of them said, uh, it wasn't in the paper. And uh, the other one said, if if it would have been in the paper, he'd, they'd have had to have a bigger place or had to have two funerals because they wouldn't have got everybody in here. And and the other one said they don't have anybody enough room for everybody now, and he said I'm telling you that, and that's what I'm saying. And then the, the preacher that preached the funeral said I'm preaching my preacher's funeral, and then he said if, if he had an impact on your life, raise your hand, and everybody in there raised their hand, and uh, it was jam packed. Uh, but that's that's the only part of the story. Later on. Uh, I was talking to an old preacher that has since passed away, and I said, did you, did you know Willard Dean? And he said, yeah, he was my mentor. And I was sitting there going, if he was your mentor, what does he make that to me? My grand mentor? Because you're one of my mentors. <laughs> and if he was one of your mentors, then... <laughs> but yes, he was a very godly man. and he, um, But he was just a man. He was just a man. And see, that's that's the side that I saw. Mm-hmm. Because I would ride down the road in a car with my dad. We'd be going somewhere, and I would see the expressions on his face. Mm-hmm. And and I always wondered if that man, knowing and being as dedicated and as sincere and as genuine about his faith, can have doubts and thoughts and fears. That's what's going on on the other side of the pulpit. Yes. And what is it? Now, that's why we're doing this is because we want you to know those things. Absolutely. We want you to know that just because that man is standing up there, and this comes out from in light of a lot of things that have happened in the last month or so. Right. Uh, And as I was in the shower, which I'm glad we don't have a Dick Tracy two-way TV radio wrist phone. You know, there's times when you walk by the mirror and you go, ooh. And then there's times you get to a certain age when you walk by the mirror and you go, ugh. <laughs> okay, I'm Meanwhile, in, back at the ranch. Yeah, I, I'm at that stage now. Ugh. All right. As, as I'm in the shower and, and I'm thinking about all this stuff that, that's come about, you know, politically and... and, and uh, I don't know if you know what's if you've watched the news of what went on with the president of Liberty University or not, but that and then some of the political things that are coming out, where you've got a a, a candidate that's running very strongly because he's in a high religious position, that's claiming to be a minister of the gospel and has preached the gospel in one of the largest churches of a particular denomination in in a race, saying that he's gospel. And he's preaching the gospel, but yet at the same time, the political view he supports supports abortion and homosexuality and gay marriage and, and all of the things that the Word of God speaks against. Yeah. You wonder if, and here's the question, y'all, is what's being preached from the pulpits of most churches today really the gospel? Is it the gospel as Paul preached it? Is it the gospel as was revealed to Paul by God? That's, is it the gospel? That's a very good question. Is John. it the true gospel? <laughs> it is a gospel. Because yeah, what does gospel mean? It means good news, right? Yes. Literally. Yeah. You know, you just pull all the religious aspect out of it. It means good news. Now, uh-huh. are they preaching 
the true good news or are they just preaching good news of some kind of positive thinking mentality of, of some... I saw a program... Well, I didn't see it. It came across the screen last night as I was looking for something else on TV. They had a whole segment on there for about an hour and a half with Deepak Chopra. What's that? Deepak? That's Oprah Winfrey's Swami Dami. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her. What do you call? Uh, what is it? What's the word we used to use when back in all this transcendental meditation and the the guru? Yeah. That's Oprah's guru. You talked about a mentor, mentor a while ago. Uh huh. It's Oprah's mentor. Huh. Of how you just think all these good thoughts and you're reincarnated and you, you know karma and all this other mess. Yeah. All right. Then you got the doctrine of do- the 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 and I I'll, I'll, because he's today. I'll use it this way. But then you got the Dr. Phil doctrine of how you never settled your problems. You just learn coping skills. Go back to the Gospel and look at what the Gospel says, what the true Gospel, what the Word of God says the Gospel is. He says in Corinthians, doesn't He make all things new? Mm-hmm. That gives you a complete different set of what Dr. Phil calls coping skills because that means you don't have to cope with the same things you did cope with because you're a new man. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your spirit's been reborn. You've got a new spirit to deal with these things. It's not a coping skill. It's a new life. You know, you'd say that, John. Let me, let me take a, a, a sidetrack side, <laughs> side here for just a second. I've been counseling people for 20 plus years, mostly youth up until 16 years ago when I started counseling grown-ups. I counseled some grown-ups, you know, when I was a youth leader, but most of them were parents dealing mm-hmm. with kids. But as a pastor, I've been counseling. I've taken classes and I've read books on counseling. Mm-hmm. I've read books on how to talk to people and how to help people and things not to say and things to say. And one of the worst things to say to somebody is... Um, I understand what you're saying. I, under, I, I understand. You, you don't know what to understand. Um, I, I understand what you're going. I can understand what you're saying, but I can't understand what you're going through. I can't understand what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that really that, that that a lot of people say, and I I get upset about uh, when they say it, and I I try to get people not to say it is, well now you can minister to somebody else because you've gone through something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I told a guy one time, you can minister to somebody with a broke nose because I'm about to break yours for saying that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just wanted I, I, But, I, I know. you know, uh, it, it may be true, but it's not something that you're going to say in comforting words. That's not comforting. That's, um, but what I have discovered in the, the many years uh, of talking to people, and you try to get them to understand that there's a new you and that, that God's going to make it new and that you're not going to have to do it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They do not want to hear that. What they want to hear is that they'll still have the same emotional feelings for whatever person they just lost or whatever uh, they had before what the incident was. They want to go back before that. They're just having to cope with what the problem is. And that's where Dr. Phil comes in and I've had to I've had to talk to people, and when I when I read the people that, that they don't want to hear that they're going to be okay, mm-hmm. um, I I talk to them about how they're going to be able to cope with the stuff. And the only reason why is because that's what they they will completely reject the fact that God's going to make you new. And then they wonder why I'm like when I lost my brother. I I miss my brother. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I mm-hmm. miss my you miss your dad. Absolutely. You miss your mom. Absolutely. Um, but. I don't sit there and mourn over them. I don't. You haven't built a shrine to no, them like and, some people do. And, and I don't dwell on them and, and all that. I, but I gave it all to God. Mm-hmm. And He made it where it was okay. And I, didn't, I don't have to cope daily with the fact that He died. Mm-hmm. I can move ahead. They, see, when you're coping with something, you're still in the middle of it. You're harboring it. Yes. You know, when, when uh, I, I want to keep my sexual addiction, but I want to keep it in my mind. I don't want it to manifest itself. So what I do is I learn coping skills to control this. Yes. Well, Jeff, we can't control this stuff. It's going to come out at some point in time. 
Yes, and that's why you give it to God. That's why you give it. That's where a new birth comes in to where you have a high priest that you can take these things to. And I'm careful not to ever say that I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do that because the devil will say, challenge accepted. And uh, I accept your challenge and let's go this way. And You're going to fall, baby. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So what I do is I go, I pray that God gives me the strength to continue on that uh, the path I'm on. Because I have seen people go, well, I would never do such and such. And, and judging a pastor for what he does. A pastor is just a man. And, and, and uh, the pastor or a deacon or uh, uh, any Christian, we're all the same. In fact, if you read the Scripture for a deacon, it says he first must prove himself. And the pastor is the same thing. You've you got you to prove who you are. There's, there's no difference as, as far as a lifestyle between a deacon and, and a pastor and, a, and just John Q. Christian. You know what I'm saying? And we forget a lot of times that we have that sin nature within us. And how do I know that? Because I still got it in me. Why? Because when I look at somebody that has fallen, and it's obvious the path that they're on was leading to that, and I go, boy, you're an idiot. And then all of a sudden, God brings this stuff to my mind. It says, no, because you did the same thing. Yeah. And you knew it when you were doing it. And and your sin may be different than their sin. Absolutely. Their sin may have been something that... that I don't know. One thing I try not to label sins because a sin is a sin is a sin. Sin is. And if you're living against God, you're you're living a sin. If you're living in that sinful world, you're sinning. I you're mean, sinning. But when you, but the question is is what the preacher's preaching gospel exactly. And here's my my thought on that. Yes and no. You've got some preachers that don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So therefore, they cheapen the Word of God. And I'm not talking about when they're counseling somebody, comforting them and, and all that. Like I, you know, you hear somebody when they lose a love, when they go, oh, heaven got another angel. Well, literally, they did not get another ha- angel. But it's a nice, it's a, it's it's a some, nice It's just a thought, you know. And I don't say that. I never say that from the pulpit or anything like that. And I don't sit there and go, no, heaven didn't get another angel. You can't be an angel. You're a person. And people don't become angels. I don't argue with them. But it's just a it's just how people say things to comfort. Yeah. But from yeah. the pulpit, when you're preaching the gospel, you're either preaching the gospel or you're not preaching the gospel. And some people water down the gospel so that so that it does not challenge the congregation or challenge the people because they want to keep their job and they want to grow the church. And if you're not challenging the people you'll grow the weakness. Absolutely. And the weaker people will Absolutely. come to the church because they're not being challenged. And you can grow your church that way. And you can entertain the people for an hour um, doing certain things and then send them home and they go home feeling like they've accomplished something because they've been to a church that did, that, and, they, and, and based on the preacher, their lifestyle that they're living is okay. And then you've got some preachers that preach like that because... They're living a sinful life themselves. Yeah, and they don't want and, they don't want to be confronted with it. And and I'm not. And, and immediately, I think everybody's mind, yours included, probably went to pornography or drugs it, or didn't. It, it, did it, is that what you? Th- that was one of them. And then another one was this person come to mind that I know quite well. I don't know him quite well, but I, I'm I'm well familiar with him. That actually was a, a functioning alcoholic. In the pulpit. Yeah, okay. What about the preacher who gets up there and wants to work three hours a week? Oh, I, I'm, I'm... You know, he, his sinful life is not all these addictions that everybody's got. What if his sinful lifestyle is just being self-centered and he's got a stage and not a pulpit? Absolutely. He's got, he's Absolutely. got a stage. It look drives at, me crazy when people call that a stage. Look at Because me. a stage is for entertaining... A pulpit is for gospel. A pulpit is for worshiping and teaching people to worship and leading people to worship and getting people closer to God. And the stage is what is what 
they they get up and they and they bring entertainment. But their sin may be that they're just they've got they like to be center of attention and they yep. like to have the pats on the back and they like to have and that may be their sin. And so they're they're That's preaching pride. that yes, they got the the sin of pride. So yeah, I think some people do that. Then you got other people who preach the gospel and preach it to the best of their ability mm-hmm. to preach the true word, word of, God. of God. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that they so I, I believe and and let me tell you a secret that my my opinion on on those people that preach the true word of God I'm going to let us I'm going to let a secret out. They sin too. They absolutely <laughs> got to let you in on a secret if you gossip about somebody if you look at somebody that's been doing a bunch of crap and gets caught doing a bunch of crap and you say hmm he got what he deserved guess what and especially if you have a little sense of he 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 you boy you got what's coming to you we're not supposed to do that yeah we're not supposed to revel in other people's misfortune yeah and do you drive by the lottery store and go, hmm, boy, I wish I could win that. Isn't that, isn't that envy or jealous? What, what, uh, uh, oh, me. Covetousness. Co- yeah, there you go. Covetousness. Yeah. My brother, my brother, he had Jeff? just that luck to do it. You know, he, he, he would go into a, a, a business meeting. And they'd be they go okay we got door prizes everybody that came in here gets get you know we're gonna draw a name and you're gonna win a door prize you my brother won chance. the door prize just about every time even you didn't buy a ticket it just by going to the meeting that you had to yeah. go to they were yeah. gonna give you a door prize yeah and and uh, my mama said why don't you play the lottery because you can win because you're lucky you're so lucky and he looked at his, and mama said I like my life the way it is I don't want to mess it up with all that money. And he said, I'm scared that if I won all that money, that I wouldn't be the same. And I like who I am. Absolutely. And uh, But a lot of people aren't like that. They aren't like they that. They spent the money. They ain't, they're in line to buy the ticket. They'll spend all, every penny that they're going to win. Yeah. And then they don't win. Yeah. But, yeah, look, um, I, 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 I had a preacher tell me one time, he got, I, when I came to, to Reed's Chapel, he said, uh, he said seven years. That's he go because I've been here about two years or something. And, and that's 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 said, a longevity right there. Said, I know what you go. Well, say. He, no, he said he said you'll have me at seven years. He goes you got to. He goes I was at a church for seven years and I went to another church was there for seven years, and uh, and he goes um, so when uh, let's see if you can catch up with me. Kind of like bragging like hey look yeah. where I've been yeah and uh, and I'll never forget. When I when I hit the seven year mark, I in my mind I thought about calling him going, I, I matched you. But when I hit the eight year mark, I thought about calling him going, where are you at now? And I thought, you know, that was wrong in my mind. I thought I, he it's like this guy never knew I I thought about that, and and so I went and I just stopped and I said, Lord, I keep me from being like that and and don't get me wrong I'm just saying everybody it's everybody there. sins it's everybody sins that's right and 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 now I'm, I'm hit 16 years and I, and my prayer is completely different Lord help me to continue to be able to be the minister this church needs until it's time and I've the, the listen Jeff the more I study what Paul's the doctrine that Paul puts out for the Gentile world the more I understand exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about and the more I realize just how ignorant I am. Mm-hmm. But now I will, sh- I will tell you that just because you preach the gospel or just because you don't preach the gospel does not mean that your church is going to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my daughter lives, I'm not going to say where she lives because people might deduce what churches she's gone to, but she lives in a city that is big. Mm-hmm. And... She uh well for West Point that could be Noonan. <laughs> no, yeah, it's bigger than West Point. It's bigger than Noonan. But there's there's one church 
it, there's, you know, it's, it's like a big city, kind of like, you know, it'd be like Dallas or, yeah. or Houston yeah. or uh, it's a major Birmingham yeah. or yeah. Montgomery or Atlanta or, or, or New York. I mean, it's a big city. Yeah. Um, and then, so you've got all these suburbs outside this big city. And so um, she went to this one church in this one area. And if I said the name of the preacher, Y'all would go. Everybody this would go. I've heard that name. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the ones that didn't would Google the name and go, huh? That's a you know because he's well known as a it's, it's a, as a pastor and it's a mega church. Yes. yes. And when I heard that she was going to go to that church, I was like, I think she'll get the gospel there because mm-hmm. I've heard him speak at conferences. Yeah. I've heard him speak, but. So anyway, she uh, she goes to the church and she calls me up. She goes, yeah, I didn't really like it. Yeah. I said, what's wrong with the church? She said, well, he got up there for 45 minutes and told stories. And then at the end of the 45 minutes, he told, he gave, he kind of wrapped it all up in a message for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, Dad, I got five minutes of meat and potatoes mm-hmm. and 45 minutes of strawberry shortcake. Yeah, of, of junk. <laughs> she said, Dad, I just, I didn't eat. She said, I, I left there hungry. That's why I can't, that's why it's been rolling over in my mind is what's preached from this, the pulpit. Is it the gospel? Yeah, it, well, here's is a, it's what's necessary to take that first step to obtain the salvation that God has made available for us. Well, this, this, all right. My daughter goes from that church. There's another church about the same distance in the other direction from where she lives. Yeah. And she goes to this other church. Now, if I name that church, yeah. it's probably not quite as well known outside of that area, yeah. outside of that state, maybe. Yeah. But the pastor is not quite as well known as the other pastor, but he's well known. Yeah. She goes to that other church. She walked in. She said, "Dad." She said, "This church was so big mm-hmm. that I got lost. I was walking the wrong direction." <laughs> she said, "She said uh, there's they've got three or four churches going on at one time." She goes, "So I went to the main one." She goes, "I went to the grown-up church, Dad. You know, she's going." And, and somebody yeah, goes, yeah. "The college was over there." She goes, "Well, I just go in here." She said, "Dad." She said, the choir and the orchestra, both of them would not have fit in our church. Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay. She said, I said, well, what did you think about it? She said, oh, it, it was just beautiful. The songs just were beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I said, well, okay. She said, and when he got up there and started preaching, he preached. Mm-hmm. She said, Dad, when I walked out of there, I was full. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, both churches are huge. Both churches have a huge following. Both churches have online. Both churches have live and 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 computerized right, right. whatever. Yeah. And one of them's preaching the gospel, and one of them's tickling you with the gospel. Yeah. Now, what the guy, what the one was teaching was not necess- It was it was gospel. Yeah. Because my daughter said, "Yeah, it was gospel. It was the truth." Yeah. But it was. Just a just a dose. It was like a, a spoon like a feel good, yeah, like a taste. And and the other one was there. Yeah. So you can have you can have and both churches were flourishing. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh she texted me last night, she said they opened back up. I could go. <laughs> so she's Yeah. So here's my thing. You can be in the pulpit and entertain people. And have a huge church, and you can be in the pulpit and preach the gospel, and have a huge church. The deal is, is you've got what? What do you? What's the end game? Yeah. What are you trying to do? If you're trying to to keep your sin uh, um, under wraps, and you so you don't preach. I heard a joke one time. It wasn't a very good joke. It wasn't a very funny joke. And I kind of sat there and looked at the guy, but it, it fits right here. The preacher lost his bicycle. Oh, you know the joke, don't yes. you? Yes, yeah, I've told it myself. And it's it's in the in the preacher, yeah. t- preach and he could ten commandments. They just said preach on ten commandments, and he and and he started preaching, and he got part of the way down, 
And and uh, when he and he stopped preaching to take him out, they said, "You find your Bible." He said, "Mike." He said, "Yeah." He said, "When I got to adultery, I remember where I, I left." Remember it. where I left my bicycle. And that's a sad thing, but that's a lot. A lot of preachers are like that. Absolutely. But then there's there's other preachers that don't want to sin. Just like there's a lot of Christians out there. Most most Christians do not want to sin against God. But they, they do. do. And most pastors don't want to sin against God, but they do. So if your pastor fails, does not mean he wasn't preaching the gospel. It just means he's human. It just means he's human. If he's not preaching the gospel, you should know he's not preaching the gospel because you should be in the Word of God where you're not... Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does to me. So you're not... At that point... um, at that point, you're not. Um, you can look at it and go, "Okay, he's not. He's not preaching the gospel. There's got to be a reason." And you go, you can either ask him, which I think would be the smart thing to do. Just look up at him and go, "I notice you just don't preach the gospel. I notice you just water it down. What, what's that all about?" And he can get offended at you, and he'll probably get mad and kick you out. I mean, you could do it a little more tactful than that, but I have no tact. That's one of my my shortcomings is no tact or you could look at him and say you know I just need to go somewhere where, I'll, where I'm getting fed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now here's something else too um, but if you're this I had a professor one time and and you know we're going to have to carry this one on <laughs> I mean, we hadn't even really hit the the, the, the meat, meat the potatoes, right? We're, we're going to get, we're, we will carry this one on. Go ahead. I had a theology <laughs> professor one time, and he said, he said, um, when he listens to people preach, he said, he said, they may be good preachers, but because he studies the gospel so much, mm-hmm. he says it's hard for him to find a good young preacher that will feed him. They may be doing a great job, but it's kind of like, it's it's kind of like a, um, a a beginning carpenter teaching a master carpenter how to how to do something, you know, or it's, it's like somebody that just got out of uh, school to be a mechanic teaching a guy that's been working on the, on that same type of vehicle for thirty years yeah. how how to do something. Yeah. It's kind of like my father in law put in elevators and somebody come in and go, this is a better way to do it. And he's like, I've done it that way and it ain't. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you've done things that, that you can... and, and uh, But that doesn't mean the person's not preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel, it, the only way you're going to know if a, if a pastor is preaching the true Word of God is if you're in the Word if of God. If you're in the Word of God, that's it. And and that's going to be the main way to figure out whether he's really preaching it. Now... What about all these people that fall and come short of the glory of God? Well, I I can't answer that. That's uh, that's that's between them and God. Well, Scripture's quite clear on that. For all have sinned and fall short. We can go ahead and now that you've read the scripture for my uh, sermon this morning, we can go no, ahead. No, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Hey, wait. Go from there. To Genesis chapter four, where uh, that Cain and Abel bring a sacrifice, and then God does not accept Cain's sacrifice, and Cain gets mad and kills Abel, and everybody goes, "Well, he got he got mad and killed Abel. That was a sin." No, his sin was what brought them to the altar for the sacrifice. The other sin was that he brought the works of his hands and not the blood of the lamb. The next sin was being angry about it and projecting his failures on somebody else. Lust. The next sin, the next sin was was murdering his brother for a sin he committed. And then the next sin was lying to God about it. And so all we, I know, the same three sins same that happened in the garden. Three same sins, sins that happened now. But here's the thing. Everybody loses focus on the fact that because they were human, they had to sacrifice. And that's where, that's where it all went downhill. Yeah. Because see, 
Cain wasn't recognizing his own failures. Absolutely. And so his pride made him want to give the works of his flesh instead of what God wanted. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people are today. And one, you start one and it leads to the rest. Yes, They it all does. fall into place. You, you, if, if you... We'll get into it next go around. <laughs> no, look, we hadn't even got to the gospel yet, have we? No, and look, and, and I was going to come up with a question that, that today is, why did God create man? And why, why did God create the tree of knowledge of good and evil and, and the tree of life? That'll have to come in on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we've enjoyed it. Yeah, we've had a good time. And uh, we're trying to keep it around 30 minutes. Me and John usually go hour and a half, two hours, but... We and we just just have conversations. I hope you enjoy. I hope you get in the Word of God and and check out your pastor and make sure he is preaching the true Word of God. John, will you close us in prayer? Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the fact that you allowed Jeff and I to come in and do this and, and to show people exactly what goes on on the other side of the pulpit. Help everybody that listens to this to realize that yes. The other side of the pulpit goes through the same struggles and questions and doubts and fears and failures and faults and everything else that the people that are sitting there listening to that man does. Father, as we go through today, keep our hearts and our minds and our lives over you in Christ's name. Amen.